What's up, uh, Star? Thanks for subbing to the channel. All right, Light Skin Heroes, Cash App. Y'all want to throw some money on a topic or a question, $10 minimum. All right, so this comes from the homie, Art Banaka. Arpanaka wants me to wants me to watch his video and get my opinion on it. What's up, Life's Game Motivation? What's up, Vaughn? What's up, Jay? What's up, everybody? Hopefully, everybody's doing good. Doing all right. A little tired. It's extremely hot in Florida. And then if you guys check the news, the Saharan desert dust is flying all over the place, even though you can't see it, but whatever. Still, still a little hot out in these streets. Uh, I was going to cut my grass, but it's so hot. I don't feel like going outside. All right, so let's check out Art Banaka's joint here. What's up, John? What's up? Alish, uh, how do you say that? Alishki. Anyway, let's, let's check out what my man's over here talking about. What's up? AJ95 in here. All right, this is Art Banaka, y'all. All right, figured out we get it started real quick. Hey, look at that. I'm on time for the first time. See, I am getting better. Anyway, so how you guys doing? If you're coming in, just hit the like button. And yeah, let's get it popping. So basically, uh, this is I, I guess this is a stream addressing police officers. Right. I have to say, right? Um I'm very critical when it comes to police um i don't see police officers as heroes or villains i see them i see them as just people and people can be both good or bad however what has been going on for a long time now is that there has always have that feeling that police officers have been immune to the laws which they enforce and that had created a, a huge level of resentment towards the towards cops, right? But this is the the, the thing. This is the, the the problem. What's going on right now, dear police officers? You're just a pun. It's it's not personal. It's it's just business. They a punk or. make out what he said. Say pawn or punk. Right now. Dear police officers, you're just a pawn. It's it's not personal, it's it's just business. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you guys a little story, right? Uh I think it was like a couple months ago, right? No, not even a couple months ago. Let's let's say about a month ago. I'm just driving with my truck and then this dog just ran in front of my truck and everything like that, right? So I just quickly pumped the brake and I pressed it hard to avoid hitting that truck. So, you know, the little, the little bugger, he's just looking at me, smiling, his tongue all out, flapping about in the wind. You know, like, cute dog, right? But I almost ran his ass over. And then after that, I was a bit pissed off, but I look at, oh, that face was so cute. I'm like, you know what? Screw it. So I just keep going and everything. And then later on that day, my dispatcher called me because I had a, um, a, I had a hard brake. So it was like a critical, whenever you, you press the brake too hard on your truck, it becomes like a critical condition. So then he hit me up, be like, you know, asking me about what's going on, what happened? So I told him like, dude, I almost ran a, a, a dog over. And then he said, hey, look. I understand, but when situation like that occur, you just have to do it. You have to run them over or something like that. Now imagine if you had were carrying a cargo and you've could actually create a bigger accident. 
right? Yeah, y'all running, y'all running animals over art. Art, what, what are y'all doing? Which, in the policy, he's right. Oh. I had every right to run that dog over. I had every right. To all dogs matter, Art. Or all dogs matter. So yeah, to run that dog over, to kill the dog. But I didn't. Is low on our engine. So, not because, yeah, I mean, first of all, I love animals. And second of all, had I done that, right, kill the dog and all that stuff, right, hit the dog and everything, and then the owner would call the cops, and they would have, like, a whole big investigation. The, they would try to sue my company and all that stuff. And hold and behold, the same company that I work for would throw me under the bus. They would actually fire me, even though I did the right thing. Now, when we're looking at some of the things that's going on with the police force in the United States, a lot of officers' head has been gassed up to the point which the policies put in place were able to protect them during certain situations that even when they are in the wrong, they still get the protection from the laws which they actually are enforced. Now, it's, like say for example, let's say the shooting in Atlanta, right? The shooting in Atlanta, if you're looking at the video, and I know there's people making all type of excuses and all that crap, right? But if you're looking at the video, the cop had every right to shoot that person. The protocols. But guess what happened? The mayor is actually asking for, you know, uh, like drop a murder charge on them. Um, that might even lead to death penalty and all that stuff. Because see, the second they no longer have any use for you, they will throw you under the bus. Now, it is time for you to start asking yourself, the policies that you are being asked to enforce. Are these policies backed by the U.S. constitutions? Because you can no longer afford to be a pawn. You can no longer afford to just be a mindless drone, to just follow orders. And whatever they tell you to do, you're supposed to do it. You cannot afford to do that anymore. Because your power never came from politicians. Your powers never came from the states. It came from the people. And for so long, you've been enforcing laws that have been unconstitutional, such as stop and frisk. It's one of them. And so, so many other policies to which that puts you in more direct line of fire, uh, of fire, they put you in direct confrontation of the people to which you're supposed to serve. And now, they are throwing you under the bus. Even when you are in the right, they are still throwing you under the bus. I don't know how unconstitutional stop and frisk is um i mean i legit don't know but i would challenge you in saying that how many people that live in these communities where stop and frisk was a thing actually appreciated the stop and frisk meaning from my understanding, I could be wrong, but from my understanding, most stop and frisk tend to take place in these areas that have a lot of high crime to begin with. So, you know, I, I guess I'm, what I'm saying is I'm just one of these people, man. I look at these little controversial laws that are policies people like to cry and complain about. And I try to look at it from the standpoint of innocent people who live in these communities who potentially benefit from some of these so-called policies that others may take issue with due to 
high crime and things of that nature going on in and around the communities they live in. So I don't know, but somebody said stop and frisk was absolutely unconstitutional. I guess I don't. I don't know. I've never really dug that deep into it. Be honest with you. You say Deborah says I understand that many people felt it helped with crime, but it would definitely was infringement, illegal search and seizure. Look, I'm just trying to listen. I, I get it. You're probably going to have instances of people who legit didn't do nothing. They probably got profiled. And now they're being thrown up against the wall, patted down and searched and all that crap. But I just think about it in the greater context of where is this stuff likely happening? Is it happening in areas of low crime or areas of high crime? And then if it's happening in areas of high crime. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's like. I don't know. What, what, what do you what do you what do you guys want want to see happen? For those who are opposed to stop and frisk, if you live in a high crime area, what, what do y'all what, what do people want to see happen? And I'm saying, I don't know. So that stop and frisk thing is just always been one of those one particular issues. I was just like, I understand why they do it. Or some people support it, and then I understand why some people don't support it. But I'm just like, where, you know, <laughs> from my understanding, they tend to take place in predominantly high crime areas. So, anyways. It's not personal. It's business. You are no longer useful for their agenda. Because when they were telling you to go out there and harass people and harass people that were not wearing masks to harass people that just wanted to get a haircut to harass people that just wanted to go to the beach to harass people that just want to open up their businesses you followed those orders and several cops that were not down with the cause even the one that um that even speak against it got fired you can no longer afford to be a mindless drone, my man. It is time for you to base your actions and assessment based on principles. So, I don't think that's possible to base things on principles, Art. What if your principles are different from somebody else's principles? Like, where is the standard for implementing the principles? What if you have principles of you want to uphold law and order strictly by the book? What if somebody else has a principle of you should just be able to go out there and just do whatever you want to do? Like where is there needs to be some type of standard of agreed upon principles to act upon instead of just every cop out there going off of their own free will in the court to determine what is with what is OK and what's not OK within their personal predefined principles what do you do what do you do when you're supposed to uphold the law and enforce the law but yet doing so it's a crime in itself what do you do well it's simple if your power comes from the people if the power comes from the community which you police and the community itself is telling you to your face that they no longer need you, then why do you serve them? Why remain employed in cities to which the mayors, the those politicians are saying that you are? Deborah says, you're right about it happening in very high crime areas, and it definitely did help in getting some criminals off the street. But that doesn't negate the fact that it infringes on your rights. But what do you want? What do you want? I mean, let's just think about what you said, Deborah. If you live in a high crime area, what's more important? Dealing with the high crime or worrying about you potentially having your rights infringed upon? <laughs> because if it wasn't for the high crime, 
you probably wouldn't have to worry about your rights being infringed upon. So which one is more critical? Which one's more important? Dealing with the high crime, which is brought about stop and frisk, or worrying about your rights being infringed upon, which is a direct side effect of all the high crime that is attracting the cops to want to go out there and stop and frisk. I don't, I don't think you can have it both ways. I don't think you can have a stop and frisk policy that doesn't potentially have some infringement upon one's rights if you're living in a high crime area. I mean, I think you got to be realistic about this. Evil people. Why continue to serve them? Why continue to serve communities that's telling you straight up to your face, F the police? Why do you continue to serve them? Why do you try to save a police neighborhood? Because it's a job, Art Banaka. It is a job, man. <laughs> it's a job just like every other job, bruh. You know, it's a job, man. It's a job. That don't respect you, that don't care about you, that has no ill towards you, that's willing to put glass, broken glass in your food, that's willing to put Clorox in your milkshake. Why are people putting broken glass and Clorox in people's milkshakes? <laughs> That's willing to try to poison you. That's actually shooting stuff at you. Why would you want to police these folks? Why? Because they tell you to? Yeah, pretty much. That's kind of how it works, Art. You sign up to become a cop. I assume you get assigned to a precinct and they say, hey, you got to can." Go out there and police this area. I think that's kind of how it works, bro. No. You guys got to stop being idiots. Those, listen, we get the politician that we deserve. We get the politicians that we deserve. And if you're looking at some of these urban area, the politician that's constantly undermining your, your services are the same one putting policies in place that actually put you in more line of fire, put you in danger, such as, you know, no, not warrant, which is unconstitutional. And yet you follow these things. So it's very hard for me and one end to feel sorry for you. But on the other hand, I have to see the human aspect of it. Because I don't see you guys as good or bad. I mean, or, you know, hero or villain. I see you guys as just people, people with emotions, with fear, with frustrations that have to toe the line between following orders because that's your job or follow your conscience. I think now it's time for you to start following your conscience. You can't just follow your conscience, Art. There needs to be a standard in place because everybody doesn't share the same belief systems, bro. That's just not going to work in creating an effective policing, whether it's police that's funded by taxpayer dollars or community policing like these protesters are demanding. You have to have a set agreed upon standards for how to go about policing. Everybody can't just police off of their personal values, man. That's just not going to work, period. Because see, I remember when I was a teenager. Right, walking in, you know, walking in the hood and all that stuff, and then some random dude come through me and just, you know, with shotgun, you know, um, was telling me to get into the car, right? So I did it, and then he actually hit me with the, uh, with the, you know, buck of the shotgun. That shit hurt. And then hop in his car, <laughs> screwed up. I could have got shot that day. Well, you know who I called afterward? The police. Well, my house got shot at one time. You know who I called? The police. Well, my car got broken. Wait, you didn't call? You didn't call any community police? Oh, okay. And then two. You know who I called? The police. So now you have a whole bunch of people that's all up in their emotions, saying that how they don't need you anymore. All right, make their wish come true. And so far, 
it started to happen. And Atlanta, um, cops decided not to answer any phone calls or any dispatch, none of that stuff, after um, that officer was charged with murder. And yeah, good for them. So it is time for you to actually give the people what they want. They don't need you anymore. So make their wishes come true. There are plenty of towns in the USA that actually wouldn't mind hiring police officers with experience. Go that, go that route. But the cities, let them be. Because these are the folks that, that actually that elect those politicians. These are the folks that for so long been telling you that they don't need you. So then why continue trying to serve people that don't need your services? You might say, well, well, what about the innocent people in these communities? What? That's true. What about those innocent people in those communities? They don't deserve some of the backlash that's going to come through. They don't deserve some of the gang violence that's going to come through. They don't deserve none of that stuff that's going to come through. But they had a civic duty to know who they vote for. They have a civic duty to actually participate in the political discussion. They have a civic duty to know what's going on in their own neighborhood. They have those civic duties. And if they choose to remain ignorant about what's going on around them and simply follow orders just like you had been, simply being a mindless drone just like you had been, then you know what? It's time for you to separate yourself from them. Let them be. I mean, not all communities are going to go to shit. As you can see, when um, when people try to riot in the Hispanic communities, the people came together. Gang members, as well as regular folks, they come through and they defended their properties. They defended their businesses. And they would not allow people to just come through and riot. Perhaps it is time for you to let children become adults. Perhaps it is time... It's never going to happen, bro. <laughs> Time for you to actually let people suffer the consequences of their actions. Perhaps it is time for you to step back and let people police themselves. Go where you want it, man. Go where you want it. And clearly, the black community don't want you. Clearly, the black community don't need you. I gotta admit, Art, I'm confused. I don't know whose side of the argument you're on. I thought kind of open it up where you sound like you were like almost going down some F the police stuff stuff. Now you're over here, like kind of sound like you're on the side of the cops. I don't know what side of the argument you're taking up for on this video, dude. It's not, it's not personal. It's business. You can no longer afford to be a mindless drone. You can't not anymore. What's going on right now is bigger than you. Politicians will throw you under the bus at any chance that they get just to get reelected. Companies will try to actually campaign against you. Yet, the same Wendy's that would actually, you know, donate to Black Lives Matter, whatever the case may be, they'll be the same one calling you to actually get someone off of their property because they can't do business. Why would you want to serve those type of people or those companies? The same CNN that's telling you that how much of a bad, pe you know, how, how bad you guys are, are the same one calling you whenever rioters were at the front step trying to burn it down. Why would you want to serve those people? I think the police officers actually have a headquarters inside of that CNN building. That's why they were there. The same big companies that's trying to align themselves with the mob to go against you are the same one calling you when the mobs come after them why would you want to protect these people i wouldn't tell you right now according to the cdl truck uh truck uh, app and uh people and i've actually personally been talking to other truckers guess what we're not gonna make any deliveries that have to do and we're not going to make any deliveries in cities that had defunded their police. 
or abolish their police. What? Y'all ain't finna be delivering the cities that defunded their police? Is that that's a real thing going on? Wow. And what's going on, NYAB? So therefore, it's like this is not about you. The whole thing is going on right now. You are being used as the catalyst for the chaos that needs to ensue in the United States. We have already lost the cultural war when, you know, when tech are deplatforming people that actually talk sense, people that are intellectual, people that are trying to reason with others, and yet they continue to push those French ideologies. And yet, they try to, you know, they continue to stoke the fire. They try to make you look like the villain. And the funny thing is, to a certain degree, they were right. Some aspect of you guys were venomous. Not because you partake in some of the situation. It's because that you remain quiet when some of these things were happening. When cops did something that was horrible, you remain quiet. Dude, I hate, I don't like when people present that analogy. People act like people being quiet and just sitting on the sidelines not saying something is only something that police officers do. That happens in every aspect of life. How many of y'all got, got creepy, touchy-feely uncles and aunts in your family that nobody says anything about? <laughs> but still that person comes around to all the family functions and be over there hugging up on the kids. That stuff happens in every aspect of life. This is not just something cops do. <clears throat> you know, I'm pretty sure, Art, you work in the trucking industry. I don't know anything about the trucking industry other than y'all drive trucks. Pretty sure some things that you, you see that go on that's probably potentially hazardous or dangerous that a lot of truckers just probably overlook and ignore. Or, you know, I mean, this is just goes this this type of stuff goes on everywhere, man. Everywhere. And now you are suffering the consequences. And that include conservative as well. When cops did something that was not right. I'm confused, says owner operators aren't messing with defunded zones. This is brand new to me. I didn't even know about that. To look that up. Despite all the evidence that I point out the, the clear abuse of power, you protected these people and they make you guys look like crap now. Now, you can no longer afford to do that anymore. You can no longer afford to just be, yeah, like I said, a mindless drone. So how do you go forward from, th from this? scenario obviously what's going on in the cities is just i would say socialist taking over the democratic party <laughs> and those democrats think that they will be able to control these people once they gain power right that's that's what they believe that's why they're taking the knees that's why they wearing those african scarf try to make you seem like they're down with the black cause all this other crap. They're just kissing asses so they can get that campaign money and get reelected. And that's why they have no problem throwing you under the bus. And they're I saw somebody make mention of a tweet of AOC, Alexander, whatever that chick's name is, saying something that she is hoping and praying or encouraging politicians to ensure that businesses or the economy stays closed. Just so that Trump could lose. I mean, just, just think about that, ladies and gentlemen. You got, you got an actual elected politician <clears throat> who is going around doing her absolute best to ensure that the economy stays closed, businesses stay closed, people lose money, just so that they can blame this all on Trump and get him pushed out of office. Like, that's, that's, that's literally what this chick, this nutcase has said. Now, just think about this if you're an employee or a business owner and you're barely making any money <laughs> and you got this damn politician 
just sitting around here really not giving a damn because all they want to do is just take over the White House. But they claim to be about the people's. It's like... It'll be the same one that's trying to tell you, hey, you know what? That church that just opened up, they shouldn't, they're actually violating the lockdown order. Go shut them down. Are you going to do it? It's a good question. When they tell you to do some of these dumb stuff, are you going to actually go and do it? What the dumb stuff is. So, <laughs> what can you do? Well, I would say a lot of you guys need to come down with a mild flu symptom. To which that makes it almost impossible for you to do your job. You know, call out sick one day. Like a mass exodus of people just, you know, they're not feeling too well. Call out sick. Let it happen. Because there was a mayor, right? Um, a mayor in, I believe, Olympia. And um, <laughs> rioters came to her house. <laughs> Right? And she still refused to call these people what they truly are, rioters. They're like, well, you know, these protesters, they were angry. So, therefore, they came through and, and you know, listen, let them be, man. Anybody, look, freedom comes with responsibilities. And anyone who actually chose to cower down, to take a knee, and refuse to actually stand up for what they believe in, and refuse to stand up for their freedom that's being eroded every every day if you refuse to stand up for that then you know what you have every right to lose you know you don't need that freedom you have every right to lose such freedom and when you are in a position where the same folks that were stroking the fire the same folks that was encouraging violence against conservative against police against all this crap when the mob come after them they'll be the one calling out for you Please help us. Somebody call 911. My shop been burned down. Or CNN anchors calling for 911 because rioters are, you know, setting their things ablaze. What do you do? Only you can answer that. I know what I would do. But anyways. So I'm not sticking for long. So it's a short clip. My point is this. Don't allow yourself to just be a mindless drone. Think for yourself, man. If you find that a law violates someone's constitutional right, then don't enforce it. If you go to a neighborhood and if you are patrolling a neighborhood into which the resident themselves don't want you there don't go go where you want it it's not how this works art it is time to allow people to actually make up their decision and take the consequences that comes with those decisions well obviously they're not going to take any sort of responsibility because when shit hits the fan guess what they're going to do oh those cops they were not doing their jobs they were not Deborah says the country is never going to fully open after the election. Look at what the media is doing now. Framing new cases is death sentences. Recovery rate is 97.5%. Yeah, this is what, you know, I was telling this to somebody else. I think it was my brother. <clears throat> my brother's over here every other day. Oh, nobody's wearing their mask. Put your mask on. Mask, mask, mask. I'm like, that's cool. I put my mask on because, you know, down here in Orange County, the, uh, the mayor of Orange County passed an ordinance saying that you can't go into a store without a mask on. So I don't have any issues with that. <clears throat> Matter of fact, I went to my son's pre-K uh, graduation yesterday. We all had to have masks on, but whatever. Thing is, I don't know what people are expecting to happen until there is a vaccine or a cure or something. You all should expect to potentially catch the Rona. That's just the way it's going to work. There's this concept called what herd immunity or something like that, where essentially everybody is going to have to get exposed to this thing. And so my thing is what's more, what's more important, the number of cases 
of people contracting it or the number of people dying from it? Like, which one is more, which, which is the more important number? Me personally, I think the more important number is the number of people who are actually dying because I'm under the belief that most people who catch it, unless you got like some serious ailments or something like that, most people will probably catch it, get a headache, and go about their business or if, if they even notice any symptoms. Kind of like when D.L. Hughley passed out. And then it discovered he had CV. And then it was like, you got to go on the quarantine for 14 days. Well, how long did D.L. Hughley have it before he discovered he had it prior to him passing out? I mean, you know, after he passed out is when he found out he had CV. How long did he have it before then? <laughs> like, when, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, how many other people did he come into contact with before then that potentially got exposed to it? But <clears throat> my thing is, until there's a, a vaccine, you know, it is what it is. I saw a report saying that they're, they're, they're doing vaccine trials in Africa. You know, black people coming out. Oh, man, what they doing at that for, man? What they doing at the black people, them Africans for, man? Well, here's the thing. According to all the reports, especially those here in America, I seen, as a matter of fact, I was watching a YouTube video earlier, and one of the commercials came on. As soon as the video opened up saying, black people are at risk of catching the CV more than anybody. I was like, wow, okay. This is what we've been hearing. Now I'm seeing it on the YouTube commercials now. So I'm saying this because in relation to this African thing, it's a whole bunch of black folks in here who are running around here talking about how black folks, we are at higher risk of, you know, getting the CV and all this other stuff, but nobody wants to sign up for vaccine trials. <laughs> nobody wants to sign up. I'm like, I don't know if you guys understand how vaccines work. Or trials work. Now, I'm not a doctor, but you know, based on my basic understanding, you know, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to inject some people with this crap till they figure out what works, what can actually fight this virus off. And Negroes complain over here that it's affecting black people the most, but you don't wanna volunteer and go sign up. Well, they gotta go find some other Negroes. But they go to Africa. You know, give them a couple of t-shirts and a lollipop and stick a needle in their arm or something. I don't know what they're doing, but you know, it's just kind of, this is kind of how this thing is going to have to be, man. But my thing is what's more important, how many people catch it or how many people die? I think the, I think the death, uh, listen, I don't know how many cases of CV. What is it like over a million in America? How many people have actually died from CV in America? Like a hundred thousand. What is like, what is that like? 10%, maybe less. I don't know. Now, if the, if, the, if the news came out, said it was a million people who died from it, I would be barricaded in my house, B. I would get a giant bubble and put it around my house. And every time you step foot into my house, you'd be blasted with a can of Lysol spray. That, that's how it would be going down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think you need to focus on how many people actually are dying from this bee because I think most people are going to catch it or get exposed to it. The majority of us are just going to just go on about our life like nothing ever happened. Because like I say, look at D.L. Hughley. How long did he have it before he found out he had it? And now he had to go into quarantine after he had it. Well, how long did he have it before then? Was he showing any signs and symptoms of concern? Or was he just out there living this regular random life doing what he does as a professional comedian? You see what I'm saying? <laughs> he wasn't thinking twice about it. He was probably washing his hands, putting uh, sanitizer on his hands and wearing his face mask, you know, like everybody else. But I'm pretty sure he may or may not have experienced any symptoms until he passed out due to dehydration. And then he went and found out he had it. 8,000 people died from the, from the flu in America in 2017. Yeah, flu be out there taking people out, B. But the flu is contracted the same way as CV. It's airborne, all that shit. You know. But at the end of the day, let's just stop fronting. Until there's a vaccine, 
everybody's going to potentially get exposed to this thing. It's just a matter of how well can your body handle it? And I believe the average body, if if you're in fairly decent health, not saying you got to be an athlete, but you're just fairly decent health. You don't have any major illnesses that, you know, especially something that deals with the autoimmune system. Like my mother has lupus. She would have to worry. You know what I'm saying? Or somebody that has HIV AIDS, they would have to worry. You know, you know, people with, especially people like that who got autoimmune uh, diseases and things of that nature, you would definitely have to worry about this stuff. But the average person, I just think most people, they might experience a headache. Because, you know, here's the thing. I, I thought about going to get tested myself because I remember a couple of weeks ago, I had got like really sick. I'm not going to say really sick, but I had a headache. And I had I had a headache out of this world, man. And I had a little slight migraine. And dude, I was just like, I ain't felt like that in a long time. And this was probably about a month ago, right? I felt like crap for about a day and a half, y'all. I mean, I just don't know what happened. And this, you know, I don't know. And after I saw all the news, I was like, man, did I get exposed to this crap? Because like I said, a day and a half later, I was back to my normal self. Doing what I do. <laughs> so I don't even know. I'm thinking, damn, I wonder if I got exposed to it. Because it just came out of nowhere. I was just like chilling one day. Then the next day I got this massive headache, a migraine. I ain't had a migraine in years. I'm, I got the chills. I'm, I'm just, I'm like going through it. For a whole day and a half, just drinking water and Gatorade all day long. The next day it cleared up and I went about, went about my business. <laughs> so I don't even know if I got exposed to it. You know, whatever. Anyways, back to Art Banaka. They're protecting us. Oh, they let all these rioters and looters come through. Oh, no, it is those Republicans' fault. Um, isn't your mayor, your governors, your police chief of staff, they all Democrats? Oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. It is your fault. For, um, didn't you say defund the police, abolish the police and all this other stuff? <laughs> I will say something else. I have noticed over the past couple months now, since, since we all been barricaded in our houses, I do notice that every time I go out my house to go to the store, or any, you know, anywhere. I don't know if it's just me or maybe I'm just overthinking this, but sometimes I feel like, sometimes I feel like I'm, I get a little sick when I go outside. I mean, not, not nothing to the point where I got to go to a hospital or whatever, but I just noticed that when I go to a store or wherever and I come back home or whatever, I feel a little slight queasy a little bit. And I'm wondering, is that because I spent so much time inside of my house over the last three months that my body is not getting exposed to all the nasty germs that it is normally exposed to on a regular basis to where I, I, I can just build up tolerance for it and don't even notice it? Is, has that happened with anybody else or is this just me? Or am I tripping? It doesn't matter. It is your fault. You should have saved me for myself. <laughs> Don't be idiots. Go where you want it. And right now, they want to abolish the police. You'll be all right. You got skills that would actually, you know, be useful when it comes to private policing, detect, you know, detect, uh, you know, detective work and all this other stuff, security work, all that shit. You're good. The state already trained you. You already had the, all those training that is necessary for you to make those type of transition and go to conservative, conservative town or places that you know that your service will be appreciated. Why bother with all the headaches, man? No, right now, let these people run amok. The, and you could tell the towns that actually appreciate you. These are the ones that actually organize things to make sure that nobody come through and create chaos in their neighborhood. 
these are the ones that, you know, they get the bikers together, they get the some of the gang members together, be like, nah, we're not gonna let people just come through and fuck our shit up. These are the ones that actually appreciate law and order and appreciate what they have here in the United States. All these other fuckers, these white trust fund liberals, or those dudes that proclaiming to be Black Lives Matter, all these people, they don't care. They want to burn shit down. They want to use these excuses to burn shit down. And the people that are protecting them, making excuses for them, they too want to burn shit down. You know why? Because they are not builders. They do not contribute nothing to society, so then therefore it's easier for them to tear shit down than to actually build anything back up. So let them. Let them shit where they eat. And you walk the fuck away. Go where you want it. So yeah, I guess I am for the defunding the police. Screw it. You'll be alright. Just take your families out of there. And if any resident that has some sort of mean, you get the hell out of the cities. You get out of the cities. Because what's going to happen, you will not want to be present there. When you dial that 911, they are not going to be there for you. And for good reason. I don't blame them. Let these people do what they think is best for them. Overall, if that's what makes them happy, isn't that what the Constitution is for? The pursuit of happiness? And if they believe they can actually protect themselves, do all this other crap, let them be. But I also want you to be there as well to protect the right of civilians that want to express their Second Amendment right to protect themselves, to protect their properties, to protect their loved ones. Don't be idiots. Any laws that are unconstitutional, don't enforce it. And you'll be all right. You will have the backing of the people. But anyway, it's Arbanaka. Share, like, comment, subscribe. I want to I wanna know what you guys think in this whole situation. And if you're police officers and you actually want to reach out to me and I wouldn't mind having you on, your, on my platform and have a conversation on what's going on. So you yeah, hit me up and um, you could drop down your email or just leave me a message and stuff like that and we'll find a way to contact, to contact each other. So yeah, take it easy, guys. Peace. All right. That was uh that was Art Banaka. Y'all go sub to his channel, Art Banaka. Uh Art, I'm a little confused, bro. Like I said earlier, I don't know. I didn't I didn't know what side of the argument you was coming from. First she was on some y'all out here being mindless drones and you know the police are mindless drones and I defending the constitution or something like that then you kind of flipped it to where it sounded like you was on you was in favor of the police i'm a little confused and i mean i get what you're saying let these people police themselves but look that sound that all sounds good in theory you know that's because everybody's all hyped up oh we need to police ourselves yay and then everybody's posting that one little clip. What was it? That little that little sexual predator's house got burned down or something like that. And you got people out here like Tariq talking about, see, this is what happens when we police our own selves. But that's all fun and dandy. That's all fine and dandy. Until you got to actually go out there and do that crap every single day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right now, it's, it's, it's fun and exciting. You know what I'm saying? It's fun and exciting. It's like when I was in the army and I went to basic training, I was in basic training for nine weeks, right? Back in like 2002, nine or 10 weeks. It was fun walking around, learning how to shoot weapons, you know, got to go throw a couple grenades. We got to wander around the woods and do land navigation and you know, we got to do all this stuff, man. We got to go on ruck marches and get blisters in our feet and do all this cool, all this stuff that was fun and exciting because it was brand new at the time. I was like, yes, I'm in the army. 
I'm doing things. We're getting yelled at by drill sergeants. Then after I left there and I went on about my regular life of becoming a regular service member, the excitement, the excitement drained, bruh. I guess I was, I was in 13 years. There aren't too many instances where I was excited to go on a ruck march over my 13-year career. I was excited to do it in basic training because it was new and I was learning a new skill. But when I hit about the five-year mark, 10-year mark, dude, you would have to you would have to threaten to kick me out the military because I was not about to voluntarily go out there and do it because it was not fun. When I went to Afghanistan, hey, what up, keep it techie? When I went to Afghanistan and I'm sitting around here walking around with a 45-pound jacket on with my, with my sappy plates, then I got my M4 hanging off of it. Then I got like another five, six pound Kevlar helmet on top of my head. And then I'm walking around southern Afghanistan where it's like a thousand degrees outside. That crap wasn't fun. It was fun when I did that stuff in basic training. It wasn't fun when I was eight, nine, ten years into the army. And I had to do this crap every single day for an, at least an entire year in Afghanistan. It wasn't fun, bro. So what I'm saying is it's all fun now. You got a bunch of people running around out here with their BB guns or whatever AR-15s or the little 45s that they, they got in their collection. They marching up and down the streets. Yeah, we policing ourselves, man. Yeah, yeah. It's fun now because it's exciting. It's something different. It's something new. It's something that'll get you a lot of views on social media, especially if you run up and see something happen. Give it a couple months. How many of these people are going to be doing this for three months, six months, a year down the line, day in and day out? How many people are going to be doing it? Anybody going to be doing that crap? Even if you find a way to pay these people. They're not going to be doing it. They definitely ain't going to be doing it if you don't start paying them. But even if you do find a way to pay them, they're not going to be doing that crap six months down, down the line. They're not going to be doing it. And then they are not going to be out there enforcing any type of standards. This is where I disagree with you, Art. You say police officers need to police from a standpoint of morality. No, that is not how this works, bruh. You can't police from a standpoint of morality. Whose morality are you going by? Because a gangbangers, or let's not even say a gangbanger. Let's just say a regular person might have, okay, let's just use me. I have a set stand, uh, a set belief, set standards of belief and a set of morals that I go by, right? Somebody else might have something completely polar opposite to mine's. So what, you're just going to have everybody out there with their own beliefs and standards, quote unquote, policing the community? Or do you think cops who are police officers should have their own standards where they want to go about policing the community? That's not how this works, dude. There has to be a standard agreed upon belief system that all these people choose, swear to uphold and abide by. When you go into an organization like this, that's how this works, man. You got to have standards in everything that you do. You drive trucks, Art Banaka. What if you decide I want to drive trucks with my feet down the street instead? Of, I don't, I don't want to use my hands. I want to, I want to use my feet and drive, or I want to drive on the left lane instead of the right lane or, you know, whatever the case may be, because you feel like it, you think it's the right thing to do. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? No, they're all there. There are standards put in place, bruh, for a reason to prevent people from going out there and just doing things all willy nilly because they think this is the right thing to do when it comes to stuff like this. As a, especially if it directly deals with public safety or, you know, the health and welfare of the overall nation, et cetera, et cetera. And this is just how this works, man. So, no, you can't. You can't be out there policing police, uh, policing people off of one's personal beliefs. That's not how it should be done. 
course, somebody will be like, but some of them do. True. But the majority don't. You know, it's just like when you go to a fast food restaurant. Somebody might spit in your food. The majority don't. <laughs> or at least that's, we all believe the majority of people aren't spitting in our food. But you might have that one idiot who hocks a loogie on your damn hamburger. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to come up off this. Y'all, y'all got to stop acting like these things are just unique to police officers as if this isn't a universal problem everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you, you, you loosely mentioned the blue wall of silence or police officers not speaking up when they see wrongdoing. That happens everywhere, man. That's just not a cop thing. That is a human nature thing. Like I gave the example of all you people out there who got that one cousin, that one uncle or that one aunt that is known for getting a little too friendly with the children. But yet that person is at every family function every year. Why? Because nobody says anything. Everybody act like they don't know what's going on when Uncle Touchy come around. Same thing. But you need a standard. You need standards in place. You can't have police or civilians out there just policing on their own free will in the court because now you're leaving it up to that individual to determine What's right and what's wrong. So if I'm a cop and Art Banak is a cop and we're out there policing based off of our moral code, our personal beliefs, that we see somebody robbing a liquor store, I could be like, all right, we got to go get him. He just got finished sticking up a liquor store. We see him coming out. But then Art might be like, well, maybe he's just trying to get money to feed his family. I think we should let him go. <laughs> like, like, how do you how do you determine this? If we're just gonna go based off of uh, personal beliefs as opposed to setting standards, you gotta have standards, bro. But even with this whole community policing, you're saying lead these people to their own devices. Like I say, this is all fine and dandy until they get bored with it, or until they start acting an ass and violating innocent people. Because they know ain't no cops coming out here. So I might as well just go out here and start sticking guns in people's faces or pistol whipping people or, or I just let whoever do whatever. Now, you might have some, some so-called righteous people. Let's go get all the child molesters and, and get the pitchforks and the flames and, you know, go do what they got to do over there. But then what if somebody, let's just say, what if somebody accuses you of being something that you're not? And now you got the mob coming after you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Art? I mean, I mean, or anybody? Y- y'all think about that aspect? What if you just somebody who a couple people just don't like? And you ain't done nothing, but they just don't like you for whatever reason. Maybe you said something smart to them when y'all were in the fifth grade, and they've been holding on to a grudge ever since. And now all of a sudden, they go up to the to the local quote unquote community police and be like, "Y'all need to go get Art." I think Art over there messing with kids. Next thing you know, Art's house going up in flames. And Art is 100% innocent, ain't did a damn thing. But because everybody's running off of their feels and personal beliefs, and this is exciting and new, now you can just allow chaos to ensue and jeopardize the safety of legit innocent people. But, 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 but the cops, they do it too. They, they, they be killing people's too. Like I said, man, extreme cherry picking is a national pastime of black people these days. The maximizing of the minimum is an extreme is, is, is a, is, is the new, is a new form of entertainment for black folks. So which is worse, the blue wall of silence or the no snitch policy? The no snitch policy. I believe the no snitch policy is worse. The blue wall of silence. See, you guys think the blue wall of silence just is strictly relegated to police not speaking up when a, a cop kills somebody. The blue wall of silence could be it could mean a whole bunch of different stuff. 
It could mean a whole bunch of different stuff. It, it could mean, I don't know, let's just say a cop is getting unfairly railroaded. Uh-oh, my brother's in here. I didn't know you was in Orlando. What up, sister? I didn't know that you was talking about you was down the street as in literally. Yeah, literally. Oh, where your mask at? Y'all coming here spreading the cooties and shit? Okay, well, give, give me a minute. I got to finish yelling at these Negroes, and then I'll come yell at y'all. All right. My brother just popped up in here. So what was I saying? I forgot what I was. Oh, yeah. So the blue wall of silence, right? So what if you're like a cop who's getting unfairly railroaded, right? And you're like legit 100% innocent. Well, the blue wall of silence could be cops standing up for that cop. Like, hey, we're not going to take this. We're going to literally put him behind this blue wall. You know, you know, whatever. I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But I think the no snitching policy is more detrimental because it protects active criminals in the community who are known to be criminals and they're known to be criminals amongst the innocent people in the community that know they're criminals. So it's. The cops know they're criminals out there and the civilians are the innocent people know they're criminals, but the civilian matter they, they don't want to tell. Matter of fact, what's that rapper? Uh, the one that just got killed in St. Louis had a hit song back in 2006. Pop, lock and drop it. Pop, lock and drop it. Yeah, uh, Huey. Y'all know he just got murdered, right? Two days ago. Now, when I heard the story, I read a report. They said it was 10 people who, had, who witnessed him getting killed. And the cops say they couldn't find anybody to speak up, at least uh, during the initial part of the investigation. Ten people or a crowd of people, but I think it said something around ten uh, based off the initial report that I a uh, news report that I read. They said it was the cops said it was about ten people that saw it. But they can't get nobody to speak up. Now, I don't know if something's changed between now and then because it's been like two days or a day or so, but whatever. So, you know, you know what I'm saying? So I, I think no snitching is worse. Because you got people actively protecting known criminal elements in the community. And these criminals are known to retaliate on the innocent people. They'll, they'll drive by and light your house up. Or they'll they'll come after you and end up killing your kid in the back seat like that little kid up in Chicago recently on Father's Day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, anyways, I hear you, Art. And listen, I'm not totally opposed to you. I, I think that the cops should back off and let the community handle their business. But I have to keep this in its proper context of thinking about all the innocent people who actually rely upon the police to deal with the criminal element in their communities. You know, it kind of goes back to this whole thing we was talking about earlier with the, with the, with the um, stop and frisk. You got a lot of people in those communities that might not actually disagree with stop and frisk because they know that they live in a heavy, uh, a, a part of, a part of the town. It's just, it's just a lot of crime out there. And so you got to kind of be like, okay, do I want to sit here and deal with the crime or maybe occasionally get thrown up against the wall and pat it down? You got to kind of weigh the pros and cons. And I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying if you live in an area that's with a lot of crime, you got to kind of think about these things greater than just the aspect of the constitutionality of something. Like what's more dangerous? Something being unconstitutional, you know, you might get patted down or niggas out here just letting bullets fly all over the goddamn place. <laughs> Same thing with these cops. I get it. Let these Negroes handle their own affairs. But who is setting the tone and the standards for how the policing is going to go? Because like I said, with this whole thing, when they burnt down this, uh, this uh, suspected child molester's house, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I don't know. But who's to say that the mob can't point the finger at you and accuse you of doing some crap and now your shit's going up in flames? 
because there's no standards in place. It's just a bunch of angry niggas walking around with guns playing cops and robbers for a few weeks until they get tired and bored. And then they just start going out there and doing whatever they want to do because they know, oh, ain't no police out here. So if I want to go bust this person over the head or, you know, and get it, get the money at the cash register, then, you know, who, who going to stop me? Who going to check me? I mean, anyways, I got to go. My brother and his wife is over here. So I got to go yell and scream at them because they're, they're both of them are two nutcase liberals. And I know my brother listens to this podcast. <laughs> but shout out to my man, Art Banaka. Shout out to everybody in the chat section. Like I said, Light Skin Hero is the cash app. $10 minimum for a question or topic. Uh, y'all go sign up and support my other channel, Tech G. Got over 500 subs over there. You got to go bang that, that sub button. All right, and with that, y'all be safe. Peace.